Hey, guess what? It's time for making kayfabe with your hosts, Bryce and Dylan. Hello, everybody. It's time for some making kayfabe with your boys, Bryce and Dylan. And this week, we're going to take you through exactly what to expect in season three, or, or roughly at least. This is our final bonus episode before we release season three, and we're pretty excited. It's exciting. Are, are you excited, Dylan? I'm so excited. You have no idea. You can barely contain his excitement. He's that yeah. excited. I'm about right. to literally about to explode with excitement. My doctor like, says I'm extremely sick. Yes, that's not a, a common normal condition. Yeah, sh- I'm glad you're seeing doctor about that. Yeah, he didn't know what the fu- he didn't know what to do about it. Never seen this before. Good luck, mm-hmm. buddy. I'm like, I don't want I don't want a doctor to say good luck. I, I want a little <laughs> bit more than that, please. You know. <laughs> Yeah, like all the best kind of thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't doesn't put a lot of confidence in you. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, totally. O- over the last few months, we've collected episode suggestions via like Twitter DM, email, and um, the the season three survey we sent out last month, and we ended up with, like fucking loads of episode suggestions. I think it's more than like seventy now. It was like sixty odds when I put the tweet out a couple of days ago, but now it's like more came in after that. So, but what 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 Dylan and I are going to do today is we're going to select three episodes each, which will definitely be featured in season three. And we're going to discuss them a bit, and then um, the the other six episodes for season three will be a mystery. And also we have a, an ask kayfabe anything segment at the end of the show. We put a post up on Twitter asking you to ask kayfabe anything, and you did. So got some great questions to go through, and um, we'll get that get get to that after we preview season three but before we go into the discussions and reveals and such i want to give a quick shout out to uh, jamie mcnally jones one of our loyal listeners who celebrated their birthday last week so happy birthday jamie for your birthday dylan actually wrote you a poem so dylan you have the floor happy birthday jamie you are good at what rhymes with jamie Hang not on. much <laughs> All right, wait, wait, wait. Jamie, mm, Samey, uh, Blamey. I'm gonna blame me, Jamie. Blamey, Blamey, Jamie. Well, that's interesting. Are you a poet? I mean, sort of. So, I mean, you do poetry, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, if, if it wasn't obvious, I completely sprung that in Dylan there. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it was really annoying, right? Once you said that, I didn't even like. I totally no sold it. I'm like, I can easily come up with a poem on the spot right now here we go and uh like the i delivered the first line with such confidence and by the beginning of the second line i had already just gone off the reels i'm like i don't i don't have this at all this is an embarrassment i'm so sorry jamie that i couldn't do you any better justice but hey i tell you what next next birthday oh next year you're you're a booker you're not a poet you're a booker so yeah I'll i'll book you a poem then Bryce, oh, I'm going to need a poem. It's going to be book po- this poem. You, you, you got to get to 10 minutes to give me this poem, all right? And uh, right. there's going to be a, a camera break in the middle of it. And I don't want any of this fucking around flipping off the top shit, okay? All right. And also, um, you win with your finish. All right, let's go. Right, perfect. So without anyway. further ado, let's uh, start the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah... It- it's going to go in the order of Bryce Dillon, Bryce Dillon. And we're basically going to select three, episodes, three, three rebookings each that we're going to cover in season three over the next kind of 12 weeks. So, yeah, and I'm going to start off with telling you all what's going to be the very first episode of season three. So without further ado, I can reveal that next week uh, on Making Kayfabe, when season three begins, we are, or I, am going to be rebooking Luke Harper. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I won't lie to you, it's like, it's, this wasn't always planned. Obviously, you all know the reason why um, Luke Harper, Brody Lee is the subject of the next Making KFA rebooking. It re- it's really just to pay tribute to the guy. It, it was and, and is incredibly sad that the guy left us so soon and ch- chokes me up even trying to talk about it, to be honest, because like, I watched that, that awesome tribute show that AEW did recently. Mm. But for 41 years old, man, it's a damn shame. Did you watch the Dynamite episodes? I did. I got to say, you know, I've had my problems with the Holly Wrestling this year or last year. But I tell you what, man, that was a lovely episode. They handled that. There was a real tribute to that guy. They did a really good yeah. job of that. You, you know, can't knock it for that, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a 10 out of 10 tribute show. Everything, everything that should have been done was done. And just there's so many... 
and at the same time, it was a proper wrestling show as well. Like they, yeah. they had stories going into it, and like my, my eyes were streaming like during it. Like I wept like there was no tomorrow. Like, I, I, I was I was holding it together pretty well um, at the start of the show, but then like, see see when the the six man tag match, the uh, Silver Reynolds and, and Page versus the um, uh, the Inner Circle, the ending to that match was just like so fucking perfect. Like from MGF getting hit with the by the kendo stick by negative mm-hmm. one, and to Eric Rowan coming out and yeah. Silver, um, he used he used uh, Brody Lee's kind of clothesline, just because clothesline finished to win the match, and then Rowan came back with a sign, and like it was just it was just so beautifully done, man. It was um it was it was perfect, it really was, and uh, yeah, very 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 sad, uh, sad 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 tribute show, but perfect way to kind of like celebrate life of of Brody Lee, Luke Harper, whatever you want to call him, you know. But yeah, but. The reason I'm not doing Brody Lee is because I generally think he was booked perfectly in AEW. I'm I'm not going to be I'm not going to be one of those guys who says, "Oh, like, Brody Lee was my favorite wrestler ever." But legitimately, like him, absolutely. I don't know if you remember this one or if you watched this episode, but there's an episode where he like just absolutely fucking destroyed Cody Rhodes in the space of five minutes, and like that's legit like one of one of my favorite moments of the year it was just so unexpected how much because cody was on like a massive winning streak i think and then just this big monster comes in and you know just literally i think it was less than five minutes and just it was so unexpected he just dominated the match and i think i think AEW is kind of where where he showed exactly what he could be and mm-hmm. and, and where he had the most momentum uh, at any point of his career and i think it's where he he came into his own as Dark Order's leader, and 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 where where he kind of started uh, fleshing out that the 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 group and being the elite and stuff, and like, and I think that momentum he never he never really achieved it in WWE. So that that's why I'm going to focus on Luke Harper rather than Brody Lee because Brody Lee was just a perfect portrayal for him in AEW, but like Luke Harper wasn't really given much of a chance. So yes, and like, I think in hindsight and probably at the time too. WWE could have done a lot more with Luke Harper, and that's that's how we're going to kick off season three with a big um, a big old rebooking to to big rig. The big rig. I agree with you. I think that the WWE, uh, you know, it's another case of of those guys dropping the ball with somebody pretty bad. And yeah. I are we? I don't know, but but you right? Because I know a lot of people don't really share this, but I always really liked the tag team with Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. I thought those two yep. guys worked really well together. Yeah, and they had a really good look. You know, mm. when you see those two motherfuckers coming down at you, you're like, "This shit's gonna hurt." They're gonna Huge beat the hell out of yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. So it, it it worked. Those two guys together, I thought was a really cool thing. And I'm like, I wish that, like, if I was rebooking it, which of course I'm not, you are, but I would I would focus more on on like them as a tag team because I thought they both had a lot of potential. Mm. And then because Eric Rowan was a bit greener than harper you could easily do like a you know have that tag team go for a couple of years dominate then you could do a turn and then you can actually like with edge and christian for example Mm. you know had those guys as a team to the point where everybody loved them and then you do the turn and then you make it you know make sense and harper can be the the heel and everyone could have been the face and then you've got two new guys you can use who yeah, are fucking uh, huge, and you can actually use them for stuff, you know? Do you know, that that was part of it as well. It's like, how, how many tag teams do you have where it's legitimately just two huge guys, especially in WWE, because, like, generally, if you're a big guy in WWE, you're, you're going to the main event kind of thing, you know? But mm-hmm. it's so weird to... Not weird, but it's so different to see, you know, these two guys who are, like, six foot six, six foot seven, something like that, huge guys in yeah. tag team matches, and, and it, they could have been a proper formidable kind of um tag team if they were given a shot and and they were exactly. to an extent but i mean yeah but there could have been a lot more done with luke harper and like but yeah i'm, I'm going to try and cover some of the white family i'm going to try and cover some of his relationship with eric rowan and yeah just kind of see see where it gets us I've, I've, I've yet to write it but i've got a few ideas in my head so this time next week folks that's what we're going to cover in episode one of season three it'll be luke harper so dylan who, who's um who is the first person that you've picked out of the list of suggestions well it's funny man i was thinking about doing the wyatt family too because that was a suggestion that came in a lot and i i was pretty sure you were going to do Brody lee to to open season three so i'm kind of on the fence about whether or not to do the wyatt family as well because that was a that was a big requested one mm. Wyatt family popped up a lot and i feel like you know there's, there's a lot of room to tell a lot of good stories with the Wyatt family so i don't know if i should do 
if I should go with that because I've got other options as well. Um, yeah. Another one I was thinking of, which was suggested or partially suggested by somebody, was uh, they suggested Mike Awesome in the WWE CW. Ah. And I think Mike Awesome is a great subject to do uh, uh, making kayfabe about, but I would do it about WCW Mike Awesome because <laughs> that, was, that was a shit show. Well, you know, to be expected, that was WCW in 1999 at that time yeah exactly yeah. what do you expect you know some good wrestling because that sealed out the window a long ass time ago they did <laughs> like they had they him in in like 1999 or 2000 i maybe it was 2000 like, maybe he was in wcw or ecw in 1999 i'm getting my time frame mixed up a little bit but in wcw he was not used to his full capabilities shall we say i think we can all agree on that he was, um, they dropped the ball with that guy and he could do so much and he showed all the stuff he could do. You notice whenever WCW brought guys in from ECW, they saw all the stuff they could do. And they didn't, they were like, we're not even going to touch that. No. Well, do, you, you know. do you know what it was? Like, to, to, to your point, like, one of the one of the things Mike Awesome's known for is that he's a fucking huge guy. And yeah. like, as far as I remember, they debuted him uh, in WCW against who? Like, fucking Kevin Nash, the only ever guy that's like massively taller than him, you know, and like, just made him look average right from the offset. And like, I'm like, I, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy a good Mike Awesome match. Like, I know that he's, uh, he's one of the most unsafe workers ever. And like, <laughs> wow. he would just fucking brutalize you. But, it, yeah, I mean, he could have done a lot more. Um, and like, even even when he went to WWF, briefly, he wasn't used very well. He was just a kind of jobber. So it's a shame that he never got a fair shake in his career other than ECW. But mm. but I think you could do a lot of good things in Mike Awesome. I know you like the guy and like you've got a lot more knowledge in WCW than I do, for sure. So Well, well that's uh, the thing. I, I really wanted to do more from WCW because I talk a lot about how shitty it was. And mm. it was shitty. Let's not even pretend... <laughs> that, that that you know the the latter years of WCW just didn't suck a, a million dicks at once. It was, but like you know, <laughs> some of it was great to watch because you're like, I can't believe this shit's on TV. If you have the network, go back and watch a random episode of WCW Thunder from the year 2000, and you will yeah. you will either have a great or a terrible time. Question your sanity, maybe I think, yeah. But oh, by, by the way, um, this is um, this is now no longer in order. Like we're we're not going to announce like the first six episodes of season three. Oh, yeah. Like that, these will likely be moved around somewhat. Like look, Harper, he will kick off the season, but you know the other ones we're talking about will feature in season three at some point, basically. So like, I, and I just t- touching briefly on what you said about the, the whites as well. I mean. You're the man for Book and Stables. Two of our most uh, most loved episodes are Right to Censor and NWO, um, who you've booked, you know, really, really well. So um, we could maybe maybe it ends up in uh, Luke Harper to kick it off, and then White Family to end the season, like maybe something like that. But I was, you know, yeah, we, we, I was thinking about that too. I think that might be a cool idea. Yeah, some something we can something we can definitely play around with. We'll see what they see what the listeners think. But but yeah, next next one I've got and. Uh, and uh, it, it was so hard to choose, like from from the huge list we got. But you know, there's so many potential, so so much potential in all of them. But there's one I wanted to flesh out and do something with, because this guy is the um, you know this down, but this guy is one of my favorite wrestlers, and uh, it's a hurricane. It's oh. it's Hurricane Helms. And well, what do you mean? Oh, <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were gonna pick Mike Awesome again. Yeah, just Mike Awesome. Like, I love Mike Awesome. Like the rest of season three is gonna make Awesome rebooking various awesome. like seventies guy, fat chick thriller, ECW Mike Awesome, WWF Mike Awesome. Like got a lot to look forward to in season three, fellas. But mm-hmm. but no, seriously, um, the Hurricane. Literally, when I was growing up as a wrestling fan, like my preteens and teens, I, I loved Hurricane so much. He's he had the the perfect gimmick for and style for younger fans. And you know he's got his flashy kind of um his flashy kind of a green outfit, his super cool move set, but like you know you know what really pissed me off about the booking of the hurricane. He didn't win everything. He beat the Rock. Yeah. And then nothing happened. Nothing yeah. happened. Like wow. he, he he beat the Rock in the lead up to WrestleMania 19. It, the match he had with the Rock led to Rock versus Austin Free. But do, do you want to guess what Hurricane's match was at WrestleMania 19 after pinning the biggest star in the company? Uh, he was in the the hardcore match. 
He was in no match whatsoever. Oh. <laughs> he was, wasn't a match. What the fuck? Nathan Jones had a match. Nathan like, Jones! <laughs> Val Venus had a match. And Hurricane wasn't after, after beating The Rock. I could go on for fucking days about the hurricane but i've got i've I've got a i got a story about that i remember watching an episode of raw i think it was in the year 2000 Mm. when triple h was the champion it might have been going into wrestlemania i don't remember but triple h was the champion triple h in year 2000 pretty hard to beat right yeah and he had a match with the godfather because it's triple h right he's like yeah i'll fight the godfather i'm not gonna fight steve austin but i'll fucking you know remember he was fighting taz he's like yeah i'll fight yeah, so they have this like eight minute match or whatever. The Rock comes out and distracts Triple H. Godfather pins Triple H. <laughs> nice. And I'm like, whoa! The Godfather just pinned the World Heavyweight Champion in the middle of the ring. Where's his like, title hey, shot? Coming to this guy. Yeah, exactly. Where's his title <laughs> shot? What the fuck? <laughs> Big you know Show what? was in WrestleMania and the Godfather isn't. I mean. <laughs> Do you know what I thought you were gonna say? Like, there's one thing that I remember. Like, I. I I think it was Triple H, like really testing my memory now because this is like my early days of watching wrestling. But there was a match, and I believe it was Triple H versus Takamichinoku of all people <laughs> when he was like in the kind of comedy kind of kaintai gimmick. Yeah. And there was a part of the match where Triple H he got distracted by something, and then like I think Finaki came in and removed Triple H, and then Takamichinoku done like a, a top rope, I think it was a drop kick or a moonsault or something, and then like. It was like Triple H kicked out at like 2.99999, like the last fucking millisecond he could have kicked out. And like the crowd just went absolutely crazy that Takamichi Noku almost beat Triple H. And then like, I believe there's no follow-up to that either. So it's like, why even bother, man? Just have Triple H squash Takamichi Noku. Was that the match where, I remember watching a match like that. It was Triple H versus somebody else. And, you know, you're like, wow, this this could be a good match if they let it be a good match, right? Whoever it was. Might have been Taka. And, like, so I wanted to watch this match. And I started watching it. And, like, no exaggeration. I can't remember if it's the same match we're talking about. But there is a match with Triple H in it where while all this shit's... Maybe it was Lance Storm. I don't remember. But, like, while all this shit's happening in the ring, the majority of the match is just, like, oh, Remember the McMahons? Here's a video package about the McMahons. Here's sure. the McMahons backstage. Here's, oh, there's Triple H in the ring. He just hit the guy with the, the knee lift. Here's <laughs> the McMahons. And I'm like, fuck the McMahons. I want to watch the wrestling match. It might, it might have been that. Like, I'll need to go back and uh, find, find the clip. But it was just, it's one of those moments that just made me love wrestling, you know, because like this Takamichi Noki guy can, can somehow almost beat Triple H and then nothing happened. And then <laughs> like, may, maybe that's the moment making Kayfabe was reborn uh, or, or born even. So little eight-year-old Bryce watching watching wrestling thinking, I'm going to host a, a, a rebooking podcast someday. But I, I, I'm, yeah, I, I'm really glad I saw Hurricane's name pop up because I, I jumped on it immediately. Uh, Hurricane, Hurricane deserves justice, and uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring that for him in season three, I think. So, but what, what's your, uh, what's your second pick, Dylan? What, what do you got for us? Okay, well, we all know that I'm the master of booking stables. Mm-hmm. We know this. We were even talking about the possibility of me doing the Wyatt family earlier. Mm-hmm. Maybe. So <laughs> I have. Um, I, we got a suggestion about a stable, and when I saw that, I was like, I have to do this one. I, I have think to. I know who. I I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bryce, but I have to do this. Dude, I'm very happy if it's who I think it is. So. It's, who you got? <laughs> it's a right to censor again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, to be fair, I did the right to censor perfectly the first time. Can't, can't go any further. Uh, can't prove that, no. no. Yeah, it's perfect the way it is. Uh, sanity. Yes, that is exactly who I thought it was going to be. Yeah, dude. Like, a lot of... Like, look at the waste of potential in that group. They could have been huge. They could have been amazing. They could have done... They... Like... Uh, this. As soon as I saw that, like, you get so many ideas. You're like, oh, I could do this or that. There's plenty of, like, opportunities here. There is, there is a real case of WWE dropping the ball big time. Bring up, yeah. bring up Sanity to the fucking main roster and just fucking piddle it. Never, never show him on TV. Yeah. Never have this dominant stable that beat the hell out of NXT. Never have them do anything. Like, that makes no sense. Yeah, poor, poor Eric Young, honestly. Like, legitimately one of the most underrated guys ever. Um, like, yeah, he's like, he, he never. It in NXT, he, killing it. 
He's such a good, even like in, in the ring, he's great. His promos are great. He really sold the kind of gimmick of Sanity really well in NXT and they were awesome. And then like, do you know what it was? And I, I generally believe this is because he wasn't big enough. Like he's a smaller kind of guy. Why is this a uh, small guy leading the stable, you know? So that that's the reason that they wouldn't have went so far with him. But even then they had Kelly and Dane, you know, they had a uh, bloody... Nikki Cross as well was yes. in the women's division. She could have been great. And she is now, actually, but not under Sanity. But, oh, man, like, yeah, so much wasted potential with Sanity. Um, so much. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a lock for me. I'm, like, 100% doing that one. I got some big plans. Big plans for Sanity. So my, my, my third and final pick for season three... And this is one that was actually this is actually requested. I think it was three, three, three times um, this has been requested so far. So it's something that um, I've wanted to do for a while, and I think I've spoken to to you about it before as well, Dylan. But my third and final pick for season three is going to be the John Cena heel turn. Yes. So yeah, like I, I teased at the end of season two, and like in season three, I'm only going to go and rebook it. So. Or, or, or book it, I suppose, since it never actually happened. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Cena's his uh, heel turn. It, it was rumored for ages, like for a long time. And uh, the rumors, they, they kind of reached their, their kind of like height after WrestleMania 28. And like he had like apparently he had all like, oh, this site. I've been looking into it because I'm really excited to, to write this. But he had this new gear design for him. He had like a new entrance theme, and like Cena was like. You know, 110% behind the heel turn, but but old Vinny, old Vinny Mac gave it a thumbs down at the very last second, so so Cena could basically continue to be the you know the merchandise machine kind of thing, you know. So and, and to this day, like we've never had the Cena Cena heel turn, and probably never will get it now since he's even less than part time at this stage. But it's a shame, but that's that's what making kayfabe's here for. So I, I cannot wait to rewrite John Cena's heel turn. That that will feature in season three. I absolutely promise you. I. I'm also looking forward to this because, like you said, it feels like it's been a long time coming. But also, I feel like you have been thinking about this for a long time too. Ever since we we did, ever since we started, long, long time ago when we started this podcast, way back in the, the 1930s, so <laughs> long back, you know, we were eating... We were eating uh, rice out of, out, of, out of the tin. It was a tough I time remember for that. you and me. And yeah. right when we recorded our first episode about the CM Punk money in the bank business, you could tell you were like, I got plans for John Cena. Yeah, exactly. I got plans it, for this motherfucker. It was, it was, it generally was one of the foundations of the podcast. And like, cause it's such a, it is such a what if, isn't it? I mean, you've seen, mm-hmm. you see these days like Roman Reigns is now absolutely fucking bossing at his heel, you know? And yeah. And just imagine if that was Cena kind of thing, but oh man, like, I mean, yeah, I just I just cannot wait to, to sink my teeth into that and and uh, you know talk about how how, how Cena would turn heel and what he would be like and how it would how it would conclude and all of that. So yeah, and and by the way about about the um, us sitting eating rice that that actually was the case until very recently uh, until we sold a few t-shirts on ma- yeah. at makingkayfabe.redbubble.com. So yeah, no rice anymore. So yeah, I mean, thanks, I, guys. I, I still like rice. So yeah. I mean, you used nice. to sit, but I'm, I'm sitting here now eating, you know, lavish, lavish steaks and, um, you know, the occasional hit of caviar, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. You can cut the steak up, put it in the rice. Steak and rice. Lovely. Steak Delicious and meal. Steak rice. and rice. <laughs> steak and rice. <laughs> Anywho. What's uh, your final, what's your final review for an episode of season three of Making Kayfabe? Ah, well, fun, fun fact. We, I think we already mentioned it on the show earlier. Oh, in a little, <laughs> Mike Awesome. <laughs> Mike Awesome a third time. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys like our new show, the Mike Awesome Report, where he's talking about him, Mike. He's going like, to be awesome. <laughs> we, don't, we don't even like him that much. No, <laughs> we actually don't. <laughs> I mean, he's good and all. He was great, but, you know, I wouldn't make a podcast about him. I no. Which is Viscera, you know. Yeah, of course. Viscera. Leagues ahead of Mike Awesome. You know? Yeah. It should have been called Viscera Awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Viscera Awesome. <laughs> Anywho, let me get things <laughs> back on track by saying that we got a request. We asked for it. We got a request for part two of the NWO. 
Oh, nice one. Are you are you are you, are you committing to that? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this on record and say that like while I was writing the NWO story to begin with, I cut it off at a certain point because I'm like I can't keep going. But since then, I've still had ideas. I'm like, oh, I can still work this. You know, I can't cut I cut it off like right before SummerSlam. There's still half a year to go. Uh, and so much. Two, you know, I um. I, he can wrap up some loose ends. I think that one is definitely going to happen. Oh man, like not not a word of a lie. That is our most requested, um, you know, part two rebooking kind of thing. Like we've had had a few, quite quite a lot of part uh, part two requests for like retribution. Um, e- even the zombie was requested for a part two. But, like, <laughs> like, how do you do part two of the zombie? I mean, better. you just haven't won the world title, <laughs> haven't won the Royal Rumble, like, going to WrestleMania, headline WrestleMania, the zombie. I don't know, man. Like, it could be done, but, like, NWO was, I think, our most popular episode this season, too. So, Ooh. like, it, I put up a poll on Twitter of our top. We basically asked what our listeners' favourite episode was in the survey we sent out, and then the top four of that I put into Twitter and NWO won. So, there oh. you go, man. So, that is a, a very... Very uh, hotly um, requested episode of season three, so I'm very much looking forward to that, dude. It's gonna be good, very, very good. But that's all I'm gonna say. You're gonna have to wait until the episode comes out before you see what happens. <laughs> nice one, but uh, if, if 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 part one's anything to go by, it's gonna be fucking awesome. So, but yeah, that that's a uh, that that's our, our we preview of season three, folks. So, like, what what do we what what have we got there? We got um the John Cena heel turn. We're gonna be doing um uh, we're gonna be doing Sanity NWO part two. We're gonna be doing the Hurricane. Uh, Luke Harper and obviously Mike Awesome. So, yeah, it's, it, that's at least six of the twelve episodes we're going to be doing in season three, and like the other six are going to be a mystery. You know, I don't want to give away too much, but uh, I want to leave a little bit of a little bit of surprise in there. So that's what we've got planned for season three so far, folks. And um, yeah, just a, a lot to look forward to. I'm, I'm looking forward to writing so many of these rebookings uh, that I've got kind of plans. We have a new segment of the show, um, or a segment of this show called "Ask Kayfabe Anything," where where listeners just, just submit questions to be to be read out and asked during, during this very episode. So let's see what we got in our our mailbag here. I've always wanted to say that. Wow, the mailbag. Let's have checked it. They're making Kayfabe mailbag here. Yeah, <laughs> Bryce, your mailbag looks so full. It's it's it is ready to explode. It really is. Um, as I as I check my phone, so. Is your phone in the bag? That, that's that's the majority of the bag, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> your phone <laughs> is the bag. <laughs> All right. So we asked Twitter to submit some questions for Ask Kayfabe Anything. So I'm just going to read these out as we in the order that are shown in my screens. So we got um, XLR um, on on Twitter who has asked a few questions. He the, the first. This is a very interesting one actually. So he's asked. Is it possible to book a rich babyface? Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> All right, next question. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think you can. I think you can make its perspective. I mean, most of the the rich heel gimmicks work because they use their money to humiliate people or to get one over somebody. But you can have a really rich guy be really nice and do lots of work for charities, and then the heels say, "Oh, fuck you for throwing your money away like that." conflict right there you know i mean basically like john cena's gimmick almost was that wasn't it because he's doing yeah. the whole make a wish thing and like he's he's sponsoring this and he's showing up for this and exactly I mean, he, he was rich of... he was rich in in memories yeah exactly and uh also, 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 also money. in his wallet yeah, also yeah. In his wallet. <laughs> 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 oh you see that we were we're we're, we're in tune <laughs> i like it i like it but yeah, it's, it's interesting that like, you couldn't imagine like a GBL being like a face or like an MGF being a face, you know, it's like mm. or, or, or a million dollar man or whatever. So I think yeah, the, the best opportunity you'd have for a, a character like that to be a face is to have them run for long enough that the fans just kind of know them and like them. Like, mm. I mean, when Ted DiBiase comes back these days, he gets the kind of cheap pop, doesn't he? Because he's a legend. So, so I suppose in a way you can. But yeah, interesting question. XLR is also asked, so... He's asked, it's a two-part question, so what is your favourite wrestling manoeuvre and what is your least favourite wrestling manoeuvre? Oh, well, my favourite wrestling manoeuvre is uh, the Northern Lights suplex. 
Oh yeah. I think when you see Alicia Fox doing a Nolan yeah, Lewis, Alicia, I, like, knew, I, I knew that was coming. Alicia you're Fox. Like, but it looks, <laughs> but she does it perfectly. She's like, she does. it's, it's, it's yeah. like if you just watch a gif of that, you're like, I can watch this all day. It's like it's a piece of art. It's it's perfect when done right. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, I think my least favorite wrestling move is like, like ones that, that don't really look like they're part of the fight. Like you know, whenever you know, do you remember X Pac Soul Finisher, the X Factor? Yeah, the the face, the face buster, buster yeah. right? Yeah, like a lot of the times we see people do the face buster, they're just they're they're putting their hands behind your head, mm. and that forces you face first onto the ground. And I'm like, this doesn't look right at all. I feel yeah. like there are a shit ton of other moves you could do that would do that would look more painful and more realistic that would do more damage. I don't like that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Totally. Like I, I don't know what I don't know what mine would be. Like I mean, my least favorite is probably Canadian Destroyer because it just oh, says yeah. in every fucking match. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Every match, it's like it's like a fucking lockup now. It's like a headlock. You know, yeah. Canadian Destroyer is like gonna happen in most matches these days. And like occasionally it gets a good pop, and like or I think oh, actually every time it gets a good pop, but occasionally it pops me. But just I don't know, man. I I, I don't want to. It's one of my main gripes about AEW. As much as I do like AEW, like every fucking match has a Canadian Destroyer, and it just yeah. can't be like that. And it's yeah, it's 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 bizarre. But my favorite, my favorite kind of moves are the ones that actually make contact. Like it's boring to say, but I, I love a good clothesline. Um, yeah, you know, I love like a good a lariat. Good, you know. a good clothesline. Do you ever see Stan Hansen fucking? Kill oh him? man, fucking going through the guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's but like uh, Okada, um, Okada's Rainmaker is really good, yes. and like uh, you know JBL always had a good clothesline because he again he just fucking ran through yeah. you, you know. Um, That's what I loved. But, I loved about about um, Bradshaw and Farouk is the two of them together. You're like they're gonna beat the fuck out of you. Yeah, <laughs> like so. there's no, there's not even no argument here. Like nobody wants to go against them. Like no um, chance. Bradshaw with his clothesline, but do you remember Farouk with his spinebuster? Farouk's oh, spinebuster, like he 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 throws you down, like he like he actually hates you. Yeah, you know, like no, he like... throws you down and looks at you like what a piece of shit. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but it's also perfect. he's finished with the Dominator, right? Like, that's, yeah. Never will take that move. Oh, dude, that shit looks super scary. Oh, speaking of really good moves, like I thought the Dominator was really good and his spinebuster, Farouk's spinebuster. The Dominator yeah. reminded me of. Um, I always liked the. The burning hammer, burning hammer, yeah, yeah. Um, but that you rarely see that these days. So that's that's the point. So like, whenever you do see it, you're like, holy shit, <laughs> you know. It's well, a that's it, because that, that's thing. why I don't really like Canadian destroyer because it's just so oversaturated and it's so overused. Like I used to enjoy it when Pete Williams did it back in TNA, but I mean, now fucking Dustin Rhodes doing it, and like I don't, <laughs> like, I love Dustin Rhodes, but why are you John doing Cena's a Canadian destroyer? John Cena's doing it. And again, it. first time you saw John Cena do it, you're like, whoa, that's awesome. And then, like, the fifth time you see John Cena yeah. doing it, you're like, all right, dude, come on, get some other it's movie. Like, it is a kind of movie you should pull out in a big match. Like, you know, like a, a main event, you know, not fucking second match in the car. Kind of <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not dicking around on, like, your TV show. Like, save it for fucking something big. Exactly. But hey, hey ho. What, what else have we got? We got, um, our good friend CJ, uh, CJ hey. Palmasano uh, from the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Uh, he has asked, have you ever thought about rebooking an entire show? Oh. Yeah. Like a peer review? Yeah, I'd imagine. Like, or, or maybe there's a particularly bad episode of Raw. Or, <laughs> just the like, <a> one. <laughs> just one. Like, <laughs> today we're going to do Raw episode 777. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, today we're going to do raw in the year 2020 <laughs> <laughs> you can't fix that but no it's it's an interesting one like even then yeah. i think it'd be fun to go back and, and rebook like a, a russo era tna show maybe and just like just fix that shit like just like fucking electrified cages and like <laughs> what was it what was the one where they, they brought the um they brought like a casket down from the ceiling and then it was like i think it was, it was abyss and sting and like the, the casket came down after like two or three minutes into the match and had to fucking wrestle around this thing in the middle of the ring, you know, and just, I don't know, like, it's, something could be done with that, maybe. I, that, that's, that's a project I might take on, just rebook a TNA show, that, that a TNA pay-per-view that, that Vince Russo's books, because that could be 
that could be fucking awesome actually well maybe that could be like a spin-off show if people are interested like we could totally think about booking uh, a pay-per-view like that given the kind of circumstances around it at that time and what we mm-hmm. had available like a little challenge episode or something that's an interesting yeah. concept for a spin-off i think it is actually yeah like even a bonus episode or something but yeah. um something we can look into down the line i think yeah that sounds awesome andy McEwen has asked so she has uh, a few questions so first of all favorite match oh it's probably it's got to be the hell in the cell right undertaker versus mankind mm. very good match very good match i, 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 I watch that match like all the time and I, it still like gives me the shivers yeah, yeah it's it is it's brutal um and it's a it is a great way to kind of um to feature the hell in the cell especially so like, i know that's been your favorite match for a long time but mine is like my, my favorite match changes all the time um it really does like i mean the first thing that comes to mind at the moment is now I, I don't think i don't know if you've seen this one but um there's a match between uh john moxley and uh tomohiro ishii and and in new japan i think it was a g1 and like it was just fucking brilliant. Just beat the show each other, and then just it was so interesting to see John Moxley working with someone like Ishii because like, Ishii is like a. Uh, do, do you know much about? I don't. I don't think you watch much New Japan, right? Like is no. I no, I, I need it? to watch more, but no, I haven't seen a whole lot at the moment. So, Tom Rohiri Ishii, he's basically like Taz. Um, he's like a little. He's a smaller guy, like five foot six, five seven or something. But he will beat the fuck out of you. Like he's a proper badass. And like just seeing him going against like John Moxley, who's like six foot three, and just the, the actual dynamic of them fighting each other around the ring, and just like there's table spots involved as well. Like I love that. And but no, I could name a hundred matches. But like that's the one that comes to memory for me at the moment. And like I'll send you the link after this match actually, because it's like a, oh yeah, a, a, after 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 this match after this episode, because <laughs> it's a it's a good it's a bloody good match. So well, well um, let me tell you let me tell you what I thought my favorite match of twenty twenty was. Yeah, um, I don't know if I told you what it was, but Finn Balor versus Kyle Riley, the first one they did at the takeover, because oh, I haven't yeah. seen the one they, they I haven't seen the most recent one, but that that match at the takeover that blew me away because i hadn't seen a match like that in so long on wwe television or anywhere that year at all mm. and it was just two guys beating the shit out of each other and it looked real it felt real it it was really like it's just fun to watch man love yeah that. man i remember that I, I remember watching that it was the two two awesome wrestlers and like kyler Riley, man like i fucking love kyler Riley. like he's a he's he's you know, it reminds me of Kurt Angle because he's like, you know, he's a badass, but he also does like comedy kind of spots as well in the matches. Yeah. And he's a he's a great kind of like geek, but he's a great kind of um, uh, badass as well because he's got yeah. the kind of legitimate kind of kicks and stuff. And um, he can he can wrestle a good match. But um, oh, man, there's, there's too many to pick from for a match. Yes. But actually, Andy's also asked, what, what do you think has been the biggest disappointment for a hyped match? Now, my answer for that is Rock versus Cena at WrestleMania 28, because I was fucking there. And yeah, it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't a great match. And it, also, it followed like Undertaker, Triple H, Hell in the Cell. So oh. yeah, that, that, is the, that was the biggest disappointment for me, for sure. Yeah, but you got to see fucking Triple H versus Undertaker in Hell in the Cell, though. Oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, that was awesome. But yeah, Rock versus Cena, not so much. Mm, that's a shame. I love me some Rock. And John Cena, you know, definitely grown on me. I like I like Cena. I do like Cena, but yeah. that match didn't do it for me. Um, I did not. I was not satisfied after watching that match. Basically, so what about you? Um, I don't know, man. I feel like a lot of the well, I don't know how hyped up they've been, but like a lot of the cinematic matches from 2020, I haven't been digging. But Ooh. I guess they haven't really been hyped up that much, have they? Um, I don't know. Like Undertaker, AJ Styles. Do you not enjoy that? I, I thought that was the best one of the bunch. Yeah, I thought I, I, Out of all of them, like that's the best one. If they'd have stopped there, I would have been a happy man. You know, like they did it <laughs> once, that's fair enough, you know. The other ones after that, not so much. And I even Undertaker versus AJ Styles, I think, had build to it, and they think they delivered on that build. Mm. So, I don't know, man. One that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a thinker. I'm going to think about that one. I mean, I know how much you enjoy your, your Hardy compound matches. Well, I tell you what, the one I, I actually disliked the stadium stampede match more than the the matt hardy one you dislike it more yeah oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that was the worst worst match i'd seen in 2020 worst if that, match if that, if that question's coming up later my answer is the stadium stampede <laughs> match oh, oh man yeah 
I couldn't. I couldn't bear it. That match went on for fifty minutes, and it was fucking awesome. It went Adam Page on a horse. <laughs> Matt Hardy drowned. Exactly. There's a horse. What was your favorite wrestling match? I like the one in the American Football Stadium with the horse, where they tried to drown a man three times. Like, <laughs> what part of that is wrestling? None of it. All right, Jim Cornette. I'm um, just saying that's I'm, my pick. I, I love that, but I think that's where you and I have like different yeah. enjoyments of wrestling. I think because I love that shit. I love the Barbie shit, but yeah, I, I know, I know, I know it's not everyone's cup of tea. Like it, it, I remember us talking recently about MGF and Jericho doing the singing segment. Like I loved yes. that, but I know you didn't, and that's that's fine. Like that's but you know what, man? Like, you're, you're you're entitled to your opinion, man. You yeah, are entitled ex- to your opinion. That's exactly it. Like that's the thing. We we get this, you know. Like wrestling subjective. It's it's you can watch it and enjoy it. And like I love MJF, and I think Jerk was a great fucking you know great versatile hand. Yeah. Um That that's why I think I was born because I'm like those guys could have done anything. They could have, yeah. you know. Uh, but again, that's that's a difference of opinion, you know. Exactly, man. But uh, Andy's also asked favorite favorite entrance music wrestling and real songs so he uses an example like the rock is a wrestling song and edgy's rob zombie is like a, a real song mm. so like for me i'm thinking real song would be finger 11 kane um, yeah that, that fucking what's it the, fi- the fire burns or something it's called but yeah that's that is probably my favorite entrance music in all of wrestling that that one there in regards to like uh, wrestling entrance music, I can't really think that much. I always always enjoyed Nakamura's theme. I always thought mm. that was really good. But yeah, what were you thinking? Uh, well, if it's like a real song wrestling theme, my favorite is Cult of Personality mm. by Living Color from a boy oh, yeah. CM Punk. I love that song. I love when job. he used it. I loved all of that. In regards to my favorite kind of in-house music, there's been a lot of really good songs that they've made that I really dig. Like a lot of the older songs, like everybody talks about how great um, some of those old songs were. People still to this day tell me about how much they love the old Steve Blackman theme. <laughs> oh, Steve Blackman. Remember? But like, you think about a lot of the music back then, like Mark Merrow's theme was banging and Ken Shamrock's theme was banging. Oh, test, remember, remember Test? This is a test. We all know that song. Booker T had a great... <laughs> Um, he had a great song and I used to love his music and I'll tell you who I, I really dig in these days is Dakota Kai and her th- heel theme music oh. it rips if you haven't heard it you're gonna, you're sure gonna send me that you're yeah. gonna send me a John Moxie match and I'm gonna send you Dakota Kai's theme music it rips it's so good I probably have heard it but I don't I can't I can't place it in my mind at the moment but yeah, yeah it'll send, send it through man but i was gonna say when you're mentioning like um steve blackman's theme and ken shamrock's theme do, do you remember dan severin's theme no oh dude it is the most like it, it is the, the theme itself just says this guy is coming to the ring and he's gonna fuck you up it's just like the most like slow like rock kind of like just uh oh shit he's coming kind of music it's, yeah. it's so good like i'll send you that as well and i'll put it i'll put it in the twitter as well because that is just the 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 peak of wrestling music that's so um, funny because the reason i was talking about the steve black again me and Corey were watching an old episode of heat and we were like wow steve blackman's music rocks ken chamark's music rocks mark mary's music rocks and then dan Savory came out and we were like i don't remember this guy's music at all really <laughs> Oh man! Don't remember like, it. He's he's got the theme playing in the background. He's coming out with his his grey kind of like shirt on. It's the sweat stained and like he's got the kind of cold <laughs> killer look in his eye. The, yeah, the, the big mustache. Oh, there's man, a dude, like, Dan Severn. There's a guy we could bu- rebook easily. Dibs, fucking dibs, on Dan Severn. You know, I, I would, I would. Yeah, hundred percent. Like he could have been awesome. Mm. There's a there's a great. I, I don't want to digress too much, but there's a great segment. I think it was like him qualifying for King of the Ring or something, and he's got like a, a submission hold on D'Lo Brown, and D'Lo Brown is just fucking screaming, like screaming in this hold, and it's made Dan Seven look like such a killer. And like, oh man, like I, I might do Dan Seven in season three. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see kind of how it goes. Uh, Doug Bag uh, at Doug Bag has asked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't be, uh, can't be by surprise. <laughs> what's your what's your favorite character change in wrestling? Can be a turn or something subtler also. So yeah, your favorite character change in wrestling? Oh, I mean, I'm probably like super biased because all of my shit's gonna be about <laughs> mankind. But yeah. um, 
like I loved him whenever he turned from like crazy deranged psychopath mankind into kind of goofy you know he's wearing a yeah. shirt and a tie for some reason kind of more like Mick Foley kind of mankind yeah. I love that because it was whenever he did that turn that's like that's what got him over and kept him over was you got to see mm. his personality and you understood him as a person and it was so unlikely as a, a concept for being a wrestling champion you yeah. know the entire look and gimmick of Mick Foley as he was right there he was still wearing the mask for some reason didn't have to wear the mask yeah. <laughs> uh, but he kept doing it I, that's my favorite change because because we got Mick Foley out of it yeah totally I, 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 that's a good shout and like I know you're a I know you're a big fan of Foley, and it make makes sense that that's your favorite because, yeah, he's he's fucking awesome. But like mine would probably be, and it is it's weird because it was kind of short lived. But my favorite was Kurt Angle changing his character into the WWE CW version of Kurt Angle, where he was like the wrestling machine, and like he he's just fucking like headbutting people. He's just like he's 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 a wrestling machine. He's a big badass now. And like he's not gonna do any of the funny shit anymore. Like this guy is a legit American gold medalist. And he's gonna fuck you up. Like he's gonna totally mess you about, and you've got no chance against him. And like just if he had lasted in ECW, it would have been awesome. I think like it would that could have that probably could have saved WWE ECW. I think it's an interesting one. I mean, I I agree with you. I think that that was a really it, it was just a way to keep Angle fresh and bring eyes to or ECW. And I wish it could have went on a bit longer. Yeah, exactly. But, uh-oh, there's never rebooking. But mm. <laughs> uh, what have we got? What have we got? What have we got? We have Swinburnian, uh, who has asked, what, what, is the, what is the biggest missed opportunity in pro wrestling history? Uh, and he says, like a match that never happened, a wrestler who is mishandled, etc. What's the biggest, the biggest, most glaring missed opportunity in pro wrestling, do you think? I mean, that's tricky, man, because there's a lot of, like, qualifiers to that. For example, Ooh. you could say Sting versus The Undertaker. Yep, exactly. Huge missed opportunity. Say. But then at the yep. same time, you could say Owen Hart or British Bulldog not being heavyweight champions. Yeah. You know, missed opportunity there because those guys are workhorses. They could have pulled it through. You could say something like Cesaro, you know, not getting to yeah. the top of the card. There is a missed opportunity right there. You could even say for other, like, like Mustafa could- Ali... Retribution, like those guys deserve way more than they're getting. That's a missed yeah. opportunity. Sanity, we mentioned them earlier. They, mm. they didn't even try with Sanity. They were like, fuck that. Dan Severn, we mentioned him earlier. Yeah. Didn't even try <laughs> with that guy any, Just listen to any episode of Making Gay Fabe. Like. <laughs> 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 the yeah. zombie. Like. Yeah, well, yeah. Could have been I so proved, much more. I, I proved to you as a big missed opportunity. But yeah, I mean, for me, I think that that was my answer Sting versus Undertaker. Um, mm. They were both in the company at the same time. Um, you know, there's just no fucking reason not to do it. And it's just a damn shame because it is like, I think it's like the ultimate dream match. But hey, what can, what can you do? How, how about this one? Groucho has asked. Um, <laughs> is it the real? Is it Groucho Marx? <laughs> it's, it's Groucho. Um, he's got a picture of Stone Cold Steve Austin stunning uh, Roddy Piper as he's, uh, oh, no, it's not Roddy Piper. It's, is it Roddy Piper? I don't know. I can't see it. <laughs> oh yeah, you can. <laughs> can you can you tell me? Like, it's, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin and uh, Roddy Piper, and he's and he's <laughs> and he's picture. But he's asked a really good question. He's um here's here's one that will make you think. So if you could bring back one eighties nineties wrestler and place him in the modern day, who would it be and why? And the same goes for vice versa. So if you could take like a modern day and put them back in the eighties nineties, I think if you take a guy. I'm going to have two answers for this. Yeah, yeah. Well, two answers to the second part. I think a guy like Daniel Bryan and a guy like MJF would work really good in the 80s because with uh, Daniel Bryan, you've got a technical wrestler who could work that style, but was also like a plucky, you know, underdog kind of babyface. And MJF, just as a wheezy old heel, could Ric Flair that whole generation, you know, like I think those two guys would do really well. Dude, MGF would fucking die in the eighties. He he would be killed. He would yeah, ask, like he'd be such a heat crowd. magnet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh man, like yeah, like the crowd were much wilder in in in, in the eighties. Can you imagine MGF in ECW? 
Oh. Like, oh my god! Like, just imagine like Bubba Ray Dudley. Like, you know, he's he was doing the whole like working the crowd up and like people were running oh, yeah. to the ring to attack him. Like, MGF could and that's so much better. Um, one thing I love about Bubba Ray Dudley is he is not afraid to start shit talking with the audience. He will no. get straight up in somebody's face. Oh man, that was that was uh, it. Was a great clip of Bubba Ray Dudley just riling up. There's probably many, but there's, there's a, a lot. Riling a up lot. Oh man, but. Like t- taking a start from the eighties, nineties. Like, I mean, probably your, pro- probably mentioned earlier. Probably your your um, Takamichinokus could have been great in in the, the kind of modern day. I know that Takamichinokus still wrestles for, um, you know, still wrestles for in Japan and stuff like that. But mm. I mean, go- going back further, obviously your your Ricky Steamboats, your your Randy Savages, like you know these kind of guys who you know just would have been incredible these days. I think and. Um, Brian yeah. Brian Pillman. Brian Pillman is an answer. Yeah, or like Pillman's, he was yeah. years ahead of his time, and yeah, he could have been awesome as well. I think a guy like Pillman or Owen Hart that we mentioned earlier would do really well these days because they can. They're good enough personalities to get themselves over, but they can back it up in the ring. Um, yeah, I think they would probably do a savage as well. I think you're right on that one. Like he was so interesting to listen to. Um, yeah. But also was just so fluid in the ring, you know. That's uh, he was he was very good. So yeah, I would say the, the, those ones make sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Like, there's so many people. I, I'm just I'm just salivating at MGF and ECW now. Like, I could it's I could so not imagine how 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 that would be. It'd be so fucking good. Mm-hmm. But so we've got um, a couple more. Uh, we've got one from uh, Chris Chris Morale. And it's not really a it's not really a question, but it's something that I wanted to I wanted to air, um, because it's fucking brilliant. So Chris Chris Morale says, I want to see how Big Boss Man would be rebooked in WWF. His first run, he had some decent feuds. Then WCW got fucked up trying to recapture the magic or at least his name. Big Boss Man lives and starts a feud with Sasha Banks in your house, twenty twenty. Who who is the boss? <laughs> Wow, <laughs> like, I mean that I is like, incredible. <laughs> I like I like the boss versus boss gimmick. Yeah, but then have Vince McMahon as well lady. as the boss. Yeah, exactly. Bruce Springsteen, get him involved. Bruce yeah, Springsteen, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's it. Those are all the bosses. There are no more. The Bowser, but Bowser, yeah, final boss. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta put him in there somewhere. <laughs> I, I said that to him, like, there's no point in us rebooking that because you've just like you just nailed it. You just you can't get better than that. Um, and we've got one more question, uh, and this is this is one that will make us think. It's actually uh, from Andy McEwen as well, and he has asked. Now, I want you to think about this one because it's a very serious question, Dylan. But <laughs> okay. Do you think, right? Do you, Dylan, think that Nathan Jones would have been <laughs> More successful with a crab gimmick. Uh, I think if you localize the crab gimmick to a certain part of his body, for example, the hands. <laughs> He's dick. <laughs> well, hey, I don't know if that's you. I don't, I've never seen a crab's dick, so I wouldn't know if that's a good replacement. Because like replacing my hands with crab hands, I can see the advantages and disadvantages that way. Yeah. But if a guy was like, "Do you want to swap your dick for a crab dick?" I'm like. <laughs> I don't know. I would have to. I'd have to what go and look at a crab that? dick. <laughs> Google search. <laughs> What's a crab dick look like? Oh man, that's something I'm not going to Google. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you, you, I'm going to Google. You're going to show me a John Moxie match, and I, in response, <laughs> to show you a picture of a crab's dick. <laughs> oh, well, I think if you search that on Google, you're going to get something else coming up. You know, crabs and dick. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're but, gonna see it in about twenty minutes, dude. No, I'm not. I'm blocking you right now. <laughs> 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 Goodbye forever, friends. <laughs> Can you make that the thumbnail of this YouTube video? It's just nope, <laughs> <laughs> nope, 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 nope. <laughs> but Nathan Jones, like, if you had if you had crab hands, like, imagine how devastating a choke slam would be. Getting chokes on the crab hands. What if he like he, he gripped you too hard and he like chopped your head off? He'd win. Crab hands. He'd win the match. No, he would lose the match. Why? He was disqualified for killing an opponent. That's not against the rules. 
I would say killing a guy with crab hands is definitely a disqualification. So if show I, me, if I show the, referee, me the wrestling rubric. If like. I were the referee in that ring, I would call for a DQ because like the guy didn't tap out. You can't really pin him. It's not fair. But I also can't answer the free count. Right, because he's dead. Therefore, match had to be stopped. I don't know, man. Like, ah, okay. Well, let's I, see what I, the people I, think. Ask the people. What yeah. They think. What, what do you, What do you think about crab hands? Do Do you think that if if Nathan Jones accidentally crab accidentally. somebody, <laughs> oh, just whips. <laughs> yeah, accidentally crab handed someone's head off. Like, do you think that would be a disqualification or would he win the match? Like, let us know. I think I think that's the end of the questions. I think, I, think that's I, 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 I very much enjoyed those questions. I thought they were a lot of fun. They weren't as crazy. I thought we were going to get a, some really crazy territory, but we already really got into crab dick territory. That's not too bad, you know? So. I mean, yeah, we ventured into a bit of crab dick. So, yeah. We strayed away from it again. We didn't dwell on it too much. So um, I enjoyed that. I thought that was a lot of fun. Well, in fact, there's one more actually. It's um, uh, sorry, there's um, it's, it wasn't a comment on one of our um, one of our uh, posts asking for questions for Ask KP or anything, but it's a good point to bring up. Guy guy called Centralist Phil. Um, he says that he'd like to hear a few uh, storylines from the the late '80s or early '90s, and he says it might be a bit before our time, but you know, I think, I mean, for for me, it actually is. Um, like I, I would love to do like late '80s, early '90s, you know, but yeah. it's just a. Uh, I couldn't do it justice. I just could not without knowing, without knowing kind of what was going on around then. I know vaguely, but you know, without knowing in depth and what kind of things we could use to our advantage with, like um, you know, bringing these stories together. Like, I mean, I imagine are you are you kind of the same or like do, do you know? No, I the... I have a couple of ideas. I think that, um, I'm not going to tell you that I'm not going to tell you that it's going to be on season three. But I have been thinking about. Well, like I said earlier, you know, I was thinking about doing Owen Hart and Bret Hart and stuff like that from like the mid nineties. Mm. But uh, a guy like Bam Bam Bigelow, I think, oh, deserves way more kind of credit than he got, and I think he's one of the, the best big men. Uh, so I would love to rebook maybe like late eighties, early nineties kind of Bam Bam and do yeah. something there. That's so, that's great. So yeah, I mean, there, there we go. There you go, Phil. So we're going to be getting some um, some late eighties, early nineties kind of Bam Bam booking at least. Yes, um, I don't know when that'll be because, like we said, we got a lot of stuff already on the books and we got a lot oh, of yeah. ideas. But uh, that's one I've, I've been thinking about doing. And there's been a couple of other ones just from people like that kind of... the er- Once you start going too far back into the 80s, you know, you've kind of lost me there. But like mm. early 90s, I've, I've been got some tag teams I'm keeping my eyes on. Um, and of course, you know who I'm talking about. Men on a Mission, Mabel and Mo. Oh, yeah. Who's, who's Mabel? <laughs> that's right, it's Viscera. <laughs> We're just rebooking the entire career of Viscera, starting at Mabel. Yes. Uh, and like, yes. There we go. So we'll get some, yeah, we'll get some uh, kind of late 80s, early 90s stuff in the podcast as well to keep it a bit varied. So uh, we've got... Like um, I want to try and yeah. do a lot of different times. Like, I want to do, you know, time periods and different companies as well. Like, you yeah. know, the All Elite Wrestling Women's Division, I'm going to do Mike Awesome, WCW. I'd like to try and do some, you know, from different companies in different time periods you know awesome man we've got Ke- kevin molnar's game for that as well he replied to the tweet saying that um he would love to see us rebook uh the wrestlemania 4 tournament like what if what if dibiase won kind of things so th- these are things we could look into in the future definitely um what again, if viscera but... won it oh my god mm, think Dips. about that fellas <laughs> think about it but i think that's all the questions i i apologize if i've missed your question i'm Pretty sure I've went through all of them there. If we missed your question, please send it again. Yeah, and we'll do it. We'll do it again. So we'll do it again. Um, no, that's it. That that's um that's it. The final the final bonus episode of um uh, before season three. Season three is going to kick off next week. So yeah, next week, which will be January nineteenth, making kayfabe is going to return to its regular format where we will take twelve. Missed opportunities in pro wrestling and, and and rebook them over a kind of twelve week period to to make them better. There's some good shit coming your way, my friends. I'll tell you that. There's a hell of a lot of make awesome. But but seriously, like thanks to everyone for listening to this. Um, you know our, our listener numbers have shot up dramatically um, for the launch of season three compared to season two, and like we're just fucking over the moon to have you all on board. Like um, you're, you're you're a great you're a great bunch, and it's crazy to look at on, on our on our podcast hosting app and see 
kind of all because how much of the world making kayfabe has reached you know like mm. when, when Dylan and I started this thing we're expecting to have like three listeners in the UK like yeah, two, two of which us. were you yeah <laughs> exactly so but like honestly whether you're in the UK the US Canada Australia Bangladesh Bul- Mexico Bulgaria. Bulgaria's there as well Greece Bosnia wasn't it Finland? Finland? Our Finnish homies, yeah. Like fucking Finland people. Finland. Whenever, uh, whenever we can travel, we're going to Finland. We're going to drink some Finland beers and snow. Oh, yeah. We're going to go skiing. Yeah. And Do the live stuff. show for all our Finnish homies, yeah. Love you guys. Uh, but yeah, India, Italy, like wherever you listen to, to Making Kayfabe, like Dylan and I are, we're very excited to bring you season three and mm-hmm. can't wait to show you what we got. So. But in the meantime, you can buy the official Making Kayfabe t-shirts at makingkayfabe.redbubble.com. You can check out our daily posts on Twitter at Making Kayfabe. You can email us at makingkayfabe at gmail.com. And if you're already doing that, or if you don't want to do any of that, please at least leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. It does do a lot for us, and we appreciate it big time. But uh, you got anything you want to add, Dylan? I think you covered pretty much everything, dude. We're just super, super thankful to everybody who listens to our show. We can't, I can't believe it, man. It's fucking crazy. So thank you very much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Hell yeah. Thanks, everyone. So th- thanks for listening, guys. And, and we'll, we'll see you next week for my rebooking of Luke Harper. Take care, everybody.